0: Welcome to today, and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie, and I talk to heroes about what excites them, and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. This week stars my new friend, Julia Massey. Julia is in a band called Warren Dunes, and was recommended to come on the podcast by one of my favorite people, Jake who is married to one of my other favorite people, Eva Walker, and they both play in the Blacktones, which you should go check out right now. Um, And those two people are having a baby that will surely be one of my most favorite people too. And Julia is going to be this baby's godmom. So this is just a good people all around kind of podcast. Go to Warren Doon's page and find out everything about them. I'll link it in the show notes. And now, please welcome to your head and heart, Julia Massey. Hi,
1: thank you so much for coming here. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I have been really looking forward to this.
0: Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Well, uh just to catch up the um people that aren't, you know, on our Zoom link right now is that Jake, uh uh, how do you say his last name? You know, it's pronounced Yudi. Okay, that's what you would yeah. think, but you never different. want to assume. Jake Udy, who is married to another hero in and of himself, and is married to another hero, Eva Walker, who is on this podcast four times. Uh, yeah. yeah, four times the um, longest-standing competitor in Death Valley <laughs>
1: Girls podcast history. Um, That's uh, amazing. I have, yeah. I have to shout them out as well and yeah. say. That they're expecting a but a baby, and I'm the godmother, <gasps> and I'm like no way. At, at the seams with excitement. Like it is my happy thought. Wow. It is my happy.
0: Thought. That I have a god so... baby on the way. Congratulations! Yeah. That's big Thank stuff. Because that Thank is good. it is big stuff. Great family to be connected to. Wonderful people. I
1: feel. Very, very honored, and I, I love babies. I love children, oh. and now I get. I, but this is the first time I've been, been a godmama, so I oh, feel yeah. inside myself. Uh,
0: really what do you? How are you preparing? Like, what are you, are you doing? Like uh, stretches in the morning? Are you <laughs> like laps? What do you? How are you getting physically prepared? Yeah. Holding,
1: holding flower bags. Yeah,
0: rocking uh, flower bags back and forth. <laughs>
1: What's been really neat is that Eva and myself and Molly sides is going to be her doula. We've oh, been wow. together and having a sort of like dinner, lunch, chatting That's about cool. all of the things that might be on Eva's mind. So it's been wonderful.
0: That's yeah. so cool. I am so excited um, for your team, <laughs> your entire Thank team. You. But too. yeah, to Jake. Uh, I yeah um, I wrote uh, you know um, where I don't know why I can't think but you know ads like how there's used to be ads in the back of the papers that's how I treat Twitter and I wrote on Twitter like I'm looking for um, uh, near-death experiencers and and most most importantly I guess there's always these themes in the podcast that I'm not even aware of until someone's like oh that's this month was cool and I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "You've had like four authors in a row." And I'm like, "Oh, weird." Like, I had no idea, but so like now it's pretty clear that um super interested in um not even so much the 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 near death experience of uh what happens in the you know, that time, but I think um this idea that to me is that like we're all trying to seek comfort. <laughs> And it's almost the enemy of, uh, our soul's journey and purpose. And that sometimes we have these deeply uncomfortable for to put it very mildly (laughs) situations, um, mainly they're painful, horribly. So and traumatic. And in -hmm. the end though, um, it, it, it gives us something that possibly we could not have gotten without it. Not, not saying that
1: yes, it's good.
0: Yes. Um, it, it
1: transforms or no matter Transformative.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I guess I'm just really um, yes. interested in that sort of transformation um, and, you know, just talking about it and uh, oh, hopefully yeah. somebody else will, f- you know, be in a situation that they don't, f- they can't yet see that it's transformative And hopefully that they will hear it and this will help them uh, uh, through it. So that's sort of my goal, if you don't mind talking about that.
1: that, that, Well, first off, not only is that a beautiful intention, that is just a beautiful intention to want to help somebody through suffering. But you have stumbled upon another person who, uh, well, I, I don't know if this describes you, but for me, I have been... Pretty much obsessed with near-death experiences since I was mm-hmm. a teenager, and lost some my father, someone very, very close to me, and experienced I'm sort sorry. of a, um, a secondary near-death yeah. experience yeah. around I'm it. So and sorry, it was,
0: yeah.
1: Thank you, and it was completely transformative. And what you're describing about these horrible experiences, uh, traumatizing experiences, uh, when you survive them and you can look back on them. Uh, for, for those of us who are lucky enough to do that, I think we can all agree that it does transform us and it changes the shape of our soul and it uh, being able to have perspective on it. It actually help, has helped me in subsequent difficulties yeah. in life. Um, so I'm just delighted to talk about hey. this. It is my favorite subject. Okay, I'm like a good. big Googler Ross student. I'm like a devotee of her book oh. on death and dying and oh, cool. all that stuff.
0: Okay. So yay. Okay, awesome. Good. Yeah, that's amazing because, yeah, I think um, I'm so happy to hear that. I'm glad I'm not harassing you. Um, I kind of, yeah, It's I, I feel like um, I'm in a um, – right now I would say say that I'm in a cocoon state. So it's interesting. Um, but um, to be speaking from within a cocoon, not from as a caterpillar or a butterfly, but just as goo, I think it is. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But I've completely surrendered. And so I'm so happy to talk to you. And, uh, yes. you know, yes. and, and yeah. someone that is, um, yeah, has had this or it has perspective, not that I think everyone has some degree of whatever, but I'm okay. like, you are a student of, of this uh, of perspective. Um, so thank yes. you so much.
1: My, yeah. pleasure. my pleasure and my honor. And it makes me want to ask you if you don't mind. I'm very yeah, curious about uh, what drew you to this subject in your own personal life.
0: Yeah, well, um I mean I can just say for this exact subject is uh um I got super sick um and like almost died and uh just like a what just like took a medicine I was allergic to and whatever but um what happened there was um was that I had I was I got sick from storing emotions and trauma I didn't know that that was possible so I uh I get fevers and migraines when I worry too much I don't process feelings like a human I, I'm like a robot that overheats or something um your so, body
1: knows your body knows yeah
0: it yeah. knows it just can't like sure it doesn't like cry I call it it too it's but anyway so um yeah so I just uh I went through this experience, and I re—I wrote our last record was um, just about the uh, like trying to send messages to my future life so that I don't have to go through this suffering again, uh, mm-hmm. and that that'll just be like a record of ways to not have to learn the same lessons. And then I—I I just while well, uh, that's just uh, wherein I'm obsessed with helping myself and others, and I just I don't want anyone else. I I don't think that anyone is, um, you know, I think we're going through a huge transformation as, as, as a humankind. And I I believe that we're starting to like be kinder in a lot of ways, even though in some places it's getting a little bit worse in most ways, I think it is getting better.
1: I agree. Uh,
2: agree.
0: Yeah. I just, I I just want, if there's any, whenever I learn anything that gives me a little bit of, um, Hope or yeah, lifts yeah. me up in any way. I wanna share it. So Oh, you you yeah. are, I am
1: so, so on the same, same page as that with you. And I and I that is such a um when you said that your last record was sort of a a record to yourself, to your future self and anyone else who needs those mm-hmm. guideposts, um, I think that is absolutely marvelous. And I often say for I don't know if you feel like this as a musician that I feel very fortunate to have found a creative muse for processing those experiences. And I think every one of us has those muses and those mediums. Yeah. I feel lucky to have found it in, in, a, in a decent amount of time. <laughs> yeah. To be able to utilize yeah. it. I just have a I have a friend who, just suddenly unexpectedly lost uh, her parent Aww. and that was the first thing i said besides I, you know i'm so sorry was i am so glad that you have music to process this yeah with. and even if people are not if that's not their muse i do think that music is such a powerful tool just listening to it i remember when my father passed away there were just certain songs that felt like it felt like prescriptions Ooh. it felt like a antidepressant choice here like i'm i really need to cry really hard about this i can feel it getting clogged and i'm gonna put on i'm sitting was sarah mclaughlin's building a mystery and it just Hell the tears yeah came yeah. on out did the lyrics yeah. have anything to do with uh, my dad, no, but it just unlocked uh, those kinds of releases. Anything that yeah, can provide catharsis,
0: yeah, it's definitely a tool that totally makes sense. I think, um, yeah, it makes just as much sense as like a lot of people in a trauma state, including myself. Bombshell is I'll just watch the same thing over and over and over again because it totally. it keeps the it keeps it in a safe container, and I think you knowing that sometimes things need to be released from the container and and finding music or whatever it is is really incredible um cuz it's yeah i think a lot of the time your brain is telling you to do the opposite of what the body needs and it's like you know a a that's lot right. of time it's just like stay here in bed but it's like actually if you just went outside for one minute i bet you'd feel a whole <laughs> lot better <laughs> you
1: that's, know? Exactly um, right. that's exactly yeah,
0: right yeah i have a dog so i feel like oh, you know that's something i think no. people uh is something that is really helpful is like there is literally somebody who's like we're going out right now like oh, three yeah. times a day it's just like Big time. No questions asked, but yeah, but, you have
1: uh, to do this. You have to do this. Yeah. I think that's why during the you know global trauma of COVID, it was no surprise that there were a lot of people who brought animals into their yeah. home, including us. Yeah. I actually, I have a, a son, and the joke I made <laughs> throughout that time was one. I don't I don't recommend parenting through a pandemic and okay bad. and i, I can't I imagine why <laughs> <laughs> and i sort of had to put on a brave face yeah. for him and it forced me to attend That's to so the cool. day. and i think that also a, a dog or an animal has the same power of saying there's something with consciousness in your midst that you are caring for And I know, you know, when I say in the eye, I'm talking about the great eye. I know that you feel you can't make it through this day. But there is somebody else who needs you.
0: Yeah.
1: And that somebody else is going to get you to distract yourself from this horrible situation and just remind you that it's not forever. And I think that's what death is ironic that death, although it seems so final, I don't know if this is your experience. For me, what I, what I say to my son when he asks about losing my dad and that kind of thing, I say, I don't know how to explain this, but even though I know that his death was so final, there is some part of me that I can't put into words that knows it's not the full end. And I don't even know what that means. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Does it mean that there's some part of his uh, soul that I will be reunited with? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Is it the DNA that's in my body that is half his, that's making me feel it? I don't know. But what I know for sure is that there's something still there.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think everyone's um, opinions of or ideas or truth on what that is differs, but yes, I definitely believe we're all existing somewhere right now. And this is just one experience we're having uh, right now through our this body right now is having this experience, and somewhere we're all together is my is my true way it feels Same
1: <laughs> here i'm doing my i do this all day i um i teach in special education during the day oh, of friday cool friday so i'm always doing the the back and forth pinky to thumb sign of the same here for those who can't see me That's doing so it cool. i'm always doing that anyway That's i feel amazing. the same exact way it, yeah. it's the uh the universal oneness universal consciousness however you want to put it yeah well, marley everybody's saying about it, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, recently I've been, uh, actually, after your, the episode that comes out a week before yours is, um, I talked to someone that, for the weird, I have no idea why, but one of my best friends comes to me in my dreams, and it's not her, it's her soul, and tells me like these universal truths, and I, 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 it sounds crazy, but I know it's real, because it's just, yeah, it's just like, I'm like, do you, are you? do you know that you're coming to me and telling me like just these truths of the universe? And, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's what it is mainly. It's just coming and telling me. And your best friend
1: is alive. Your best friend. That is so interesting. Do you know, um, I'm bringing up Elizabeth Kubler-Ross again, the uh, person who basically brought hospice care to the Western world. In her book on death and dying, she talks about how, when some people have near-death experiences, when they're on the other side, they see people who've passed, but they also see people who haven't passed. That yeah. it's, it's sort of what you're talking about here. Like this.
0: Yeah, because it's not her it's not now. It, yeah, it's her from like like she's a. It's pickle, my friend. She has a bunch of ta- tattoos and dyed hair, and the person that comes to me is is her without any tattoos. And I'm just like, it's just a really weird thing. Like, I don't know if it's because whoever is sending the messages knows I will trust her or whatever it is, or if it is just her, whatever it is, it's right. I, it's different than a dream. And it's funny because it's a little cliche is when I meet her and I've also met my dog there Um, and different I've been meeting. It's so weird. It just started happening when I, I wished it to happen, but the room we meet in is actually like white and lasts forever and smoky. It's like just the way you would think. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like it's yes, in the, I do. yeah. It's like in the middle of my dream. All of a sudden, we'll have this like, and it's completely telepathic. Like we don't talk. It's just a telepathic communication in this white misty room. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it's that a, is it's amazing. It's some that, it's
1: that's real. To, yeah. to me, I hear that and I go, that's real. Yeah. And- that, what's so interesting about you saying that it's bringing to mind when my dad first passed there was my mom you know in the wake of everything was just starting to kind of get back into the routine of normal life and went to the post office to mail some things and ran into an acquaintance in our community. This was not somebody that she knew particularly well uh, but they knew each other's face and name and the woman, Saw my mom and apparently had known what happened to our family. And in sort of a very bizarre reaction, burst into tears with my mom, even though she didn't really have any intimacy with our family, let alone my mm-hmm. dad. And said, You know, I'm so sorry about what happened to Ed. And I need to tell you something, which is that he visited me in a dream shortly after he died and i have been being visited by people in our community after they die and they visit me and they want to pass on a message to you so i need to share with you what he said and she said it was for him it was an all-black background so it's so interesting that you're white and like infinite and he was dressed in like a black suit standing there and he just said to her very simply please tell barbara and the girls that i am okay I am okay where I am. Tell them not to worry that I am yeah. okay. And just that very simple, um, you know, not crazy philosophical, yeah, yeah. Not, not like waxing poetic, just a very simple, I am okay. And then my mom was able to tell us that in like the early time of loss and grief, to hear something like that is so comforting. It yeah. helps you through that first big tsunami to know that somebody who wasn't really related to you is channeling the person that you love
0: yeah um I'll never forget it
1: I'll never yeah. forget it
0: no it's yeah. you it it's so interesting because you wouldn't you wouldn't feel that way if it weren't real or true and it's right. you wouldn't know how that's actually gonna feel until it happens
1: precisely uh,
0: and that's so precisely. cool
1: that's yeah. exactly what it is. No yeah. one could have told me that would have happened. And I would, it, it wouldn't have been the same yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. Well, that's amazing. I guess I just uh, want to ask is uh, your father's death related to what Jake was talking about?
1: Or, well, that's really interesting Okay. That you ask about if that. You,
0: because... And you don't have to talk about that.
1: Oh, I'm delighted. I am an okay. open book, Bonnie. I will talk about pretty much everything that's <laughs> i I feel like in in general uh in my partner he's a little bit more private about his life experiences and sometimes it's it's too for me i feel that similar to what you were saying about you want to bring this intention to people who are suffering i always feel like i enjoy talking about in the times that i've experienced it because maybe somebody else has
2: yeah
1: And, and the the the, the other really monumental traumatizing experience of my adult life after losing my dad as a teen. Okay,
0: sorry. Was, oh, okay.
1: Uh, yeah, this, this one, the, the other thing that happened in 2008, I had just moved here and I was subletting a basement room, a subletting a room in a basement in a house here in Ballard. And uh, that particular day, I had lit a candle and some incense in my bedroom, and I went upstairs to go use the bathroom. And in that time, what the firefighters assume happened is that like the ash from the incense jumped off the tray, like it just, like it just a little ember, it like burned and flung down, a totally normal thing. And it just was a fluke and it caught onto my mattress and it, the whole entire room was engulfed in flames. And the long story short is the house had to be completely remodeled. Nobody died, including the pet. Thank you, universe. Um, and you know, it was it was a kind of the, the the reason I'm relating it to the loss of my dad is these were the two singular experiences where when it was happening, like in the moment of it happening. I was so forced into the present moment that I felt sort of in the moment kind of a deep peace yeah. of witnessing it without my ego wow. because shit I can't I can't I can't fix this right now I can't fix there's no taking this back this is occurring right now and in the case of my dad that even took on like a psychedelic experience of sort of seeing the edges of things having like light around them um sort of seeing things on their atomic level yeah the veil was kind of going away and that same thing happened when the fire occurred and i think that's like to me that indicates what i really do believe which is that nothing can be destroyed everything is actually going to be okay it already is and we're sort of living out this play in these corporeal units yeah Yeah. and uh we're here we're here to learn we're here to learn that's how that's how those experiences Those they the first one with losing my dad made me wonder if that was true and then as time went on and then the situation with the fire kind of confirmed that
0: yeah can i I'm, I'm just curious uh, may i ask some questions about mm-hmm. i guess uh you know like cuz you know about um near death experiences and stuff and uh i guess like dmt the release of that it seems a lot like that like seeing everything on a cellular level and with its light like seems a lot like that experience. I wonder what you think about that.
1: <laughs> I I have every reason to believe that that molecule in my brain got released and on, on some level uh, maybe yeah. not high dose because I was still able to sort of be present and function. Right. Uh, but I I have every reason to believe that when we're experiencing some kind of a major trauma uh i know there's of uh, a the fight or the flight but i think there is also something in between where maybe dmt does get released right. for some of us and we have these uh defying reality
0: yeah because it, it really yeah just the idea of like uh and my experience with that like i could see the end of a leaf like being <laughs> given water and being given and repairing itself. Like I could see things like that
1: happening. Like Uh, it's almost like it's life cycle, but also like regenerating. Totally. That's it.
0: Yeah. So weird. I wonder if that's, and I don't know, not that we can answer this, but just curious is I wonder if even like, let's just push aside science for a second. But uh, if, uh, if, the DMT state is just a place that we have been and go to and are familiar with. And it's yeah. mimicked in these, like, um, whatever ways, or maybe it's a chemical release, whatever. But it really seems to me, even though it wasn't, yeah, it, you were experiencing a a death as close as you possibly could that's i've I've never heard someone say that that's so
1: interesting i i i think you're i think that you are right that rings true deep in my heart of it feeling like uh dmt the experience that that engages you know maybe it is a chemical from the body whatever wherever it manifests from it is a link to actual reality that that's what i think yeah. <laughs> i think that dmt yeah. is like okay you're in your illusory separate existence sure right. and like dmt gets dropped in there whether it's a traumatizing experience or you're actually taking mm. it synthetically or whatever it might be that is where you like wipe the windshield yeah. wipers over your eyes and yeah. you actually see from your pineal land yeah and it's like, oh, right. And so, like everyone in your death experiences, or the overwhelming majority, describe it as coming home. Yeah, like, oh, I'm home now. And and that that it was the feeling when my the morning that I learned my dad had passed, and I could see the edges of things, and like the, there was just like more light.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> it was it was the feeling of. Oh, this is where I always am. Right. This is where I always am. And the same yeah. thing in the fire. Right. Which is yeah. so ironic. It's so ironic. It's not what people expect.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's just it makes it seem like um the reality we're experiencing, this like earthly goofiness is just <clears throat> kind of like goggles for what's actually you know happening and i wonder why we can't why that isn't first what we see is reality and then life shit or whatever goes on top I, you know it's it I seems know. like it's really hard for people to push away it seems like our purpose is to be here for our purpose and to learn and all this stuff and then there's so much stuff like glop so so- or whatever flopped
1: on and then but I wonder why, <laughs> you know, it, like it, it is fascinating, isn't it? I and I I studied anthropology in undergrad, so you know, just undergrad, like everybody else with a liberal arts degree, but I learned a lot of a little bit about evolution. And you you have a dog, I have a I have a parrot. Aww. Um, the animal kingdom, my son's her. that's the reason I have a parrot. Um, but I do, I adore her, I do. I just never thought in my wildest dreams I would have a parrot.
0: No, uh, I, know. I mean. It,
1: could it's you. the universe could provided. You. Yeah,
0: totally. Wow,
2: <laughs> well, I, amazing.
1: I the animals and human babies are connected on this. The veil is not there for them yeah. as much. and and you know, experiencing life myself, I am one of these people who claims I, of course, I feel, I know it. I, my earliest memory is opening my eyes and looking up at the ceiling in the hospital where I was born. Then there's a very large gap between that and like four or five, I did forget a lot. Yeah. But I do have a concrete memory of entering this planet being born into this body and opening my eyes and seeing light on a very boring ceiling, Um, but not being aware of myself. And, And now having raised a human and watched my son as an infant with no sense of who he was or where he was, looking up at our ceiling and just laughing, like just with a gusto and like being like, what do you see yeah 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 Seeing, i think you're seeing reality yeah seeing the ceiling because i put a name to it and now it's a thing for me yeah how boring
0: yeah and that's interesting though you know um i don't know if you like dip into this area but those the kids that come here and still remember their past
1: lives I've, I've taken a deep plunge into that. Okay, I'm yes. fascinated by it. I totally yes. believe this. Yeah. Totally yeah. believe this. And, and sometimes bring in physical um, remnants from their previous incarnation. Yeah. It's, it's so, fascinating.
0: Yeah, it's super wild. But, yeah, I think that – I don't know why, but I think it's – they typically say that are, like – Around five, they don't remember. like you, if you ask them, that's they're right. like, "What are you talking about? You're weird
1: <laughs> Oh, totally. totally if, especially if they're in a home where that's considered taboo. Yeah, my nephew is um he has what I will call psychic uh, powers. yeah. and, and cool. he he has said things to my sister like there would be there would be deaths in the family that the parent the, the the relative would visit him. Um, even things like passing by a cemetery and saying, I'm describing somebody who it's, he'd seen in there. And then they find out two days ago, a classmate's parent died with that exact description. Wow. Kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but she's open to it. She lets them say it. Yeah. She doesn't say that there's no such thing as ghosts, this and that. Um. So there's an environment where it's allowed. Yeah. And so I, I feel like if we gave kids more of a chance to express themselves on that level, we would learn more. But I am still modeling, I'm still chewing on that question that you asked of why, why do we develop the ego that ends up convincing us oh. that we're separate from each other? And I think that from an anthropological standpoint and a, and a biological standpoint, uh, the argument is that we developed this sense of self because it improved our ability to survive for longer. I think that's like the physical anthropologist argument, which is interesting. Okay, I can follow that. But now that we know how to survive for longer and contemplate longevity and things beyond, can we just like get back to basics and like work on dismantling the ego now again? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just so interesting to me that, like, in the places, the cultures that it seems to me that the importance isn't on the self or the, uh, yeah, self yes. seems to be, like, thriving in realistic terms, like, in, in, what, right. in what is realistic to um, a long-term survival on this planet, <laughs> but... Yes. Yes. the other yes. sort of cultures and people and beings that are self-focused and self-motivated That's um, right.
2: That's right. seem to be
0: exactly. not, you know, and it's like, at what point does evolution kind so of catch what? up?
1: <laughs> when, when is evolution selecting for a lack of ego? Yeah. And I, I, I agree with what you were saying before, Bonnie, about, I always am saying, singing, you got to believe it's getting better. Like I am one of these people who <laughs> you know, generations love to talk crap about the yeah. generation coming up under them. I'm not yeah. one of these people. I have a lot of pals in generations above me and below me. And the, the there's, you know, there's a myriad of things they're having to deal with being born into social media. Okay. I don't know what that's like. That sounds yeah. really hard. But they, they, these ki- these kids, yeah. these kids are flexible thinkers. Yeah, they could care less about how one identifies. They are ready. They are dismantling racism. They yeah. are interested and curious about uh, nonviolent solutions. Like I just. I see, and I see the environment. Like, if I think of Mother Earth as a being of which we are a tiny, tiny part, selecting for more consciousness. I see that.
0: That's cool. Yeah, no, for sure. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that because I I believe that too. I think these kids are like, what? Why would you? I'm not going to let that happen to me. Or I don't. That doesn't feel good. Why would good. you tolerate
2: that? Why yeah, like that, that
0: doesn't make sense. Why would they think that Why do you care about other people?
1: In that like, way, I don't right.
0: understand. It doesn't make sense to me like just totally. you know which and it doesn't. It's like what how does that help you? I don't get it. Like totally. that seems
1: dumb, <laughs> you totally. know. Totally. Like, and um, they're not afraid to share that. They're not yeah. afraid to share that. Yeah. And somehow trying to talk truths without being shaming like I, i'm really impressed yeah I'm really really impressed
0: yeah yeah no totally i i lived with my nephews during covid and they're my best buds they're like nine and 13 or eight and 13 sorry guys but yeah it's just they don't you definitely have to teach being small-minded like that's not how yes. people are born oh,
1: they're at perfect all. way like, to put it perfect you know, way. like to put it. yeah right.
0: They don't, they want to love, I mean, yeah. they, all, all people I think are aggressive when they're born. Like you have to teach them how to pet nice and but For they're, sure. not. They're, they're loving, like they want to love. They don't want to hate. They don't want to, yes. that's, yes. that's something that you get taught. Like I've got um, children. And I think, that. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I just think that before it, I think it makes sense that like our, you know, um, The age range of our parents and such, they weren't, there were so few less of their parents teaching them uh, to care about yourself, (laughs) care about others, and, you know, like, all it's just like, push through, power through, get through it,
1: do it. Get ahead, get ahead, competition. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you, um, you must know Shana Shepard. She yes. has a, a, a video of a couple of years ago, and I can't remember exactly what she said. It was like a voiceover of a quote, and it was something along the lines of, "You know, you, you're never going to beat me, but it's because I want you to win too." Aww, and it's and that yes. to me is like that sums it up. Yeah, it, that's awesome. I, 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 there's room. There is room for all of our dreams yeah when when our dreams are non-ego centered
0: yeah
1: like I, everybody cool. can't have a mansion okay like we can't we can't all have like mar-a-lago nor would i ever <laughs> want that but yeah. like we we all there is room for all of us to have a fulfilling loving life
0: yeah no that's so cool I love that. That's definitely yeah. It's like, how can one person win if somebody's losing? It doesn't totally
1: sense. zero sum game, which um, is what you know capitalism is. Not, but this is the other thing. Bringing it back to near death experiences. Yeah, I feel like the other thing that is prevalent in all of the testimony, besides being back at home, is is this like general sense of all is well. And my band right. did a song called All Is Well. All all of my music is a reaction to death. All of it. Mm. like I, When I lost my dad, like I wrote a ton of poetry. I released a record that was all about losing him. And every everything yeah. because it, it, look. Of course. <laughs> this time, of course, right? Yeah. We're, we're so tiny. We're so tiny. Yeah. Often the the boonies were like, the boonies of our galaxy we're yeah. nowhere man we are in the middle of nowhere yeah and somehow in the middle of nowhere we are able to experience love we're able to experience it's uh, I my name my son's name is carl he's named after carl sagan because we in a ton of cosmos when i was pregnant and he oh, does the pale cool. blue dot thing that pale blue dot yeah everything that ever happened happened on this little tiny pale blue dot and and yet the the expansiveness of the observable universe to me that is proof that is proof that all is well all is well and the more we really internalize that the more we manifest it and this holiday season i got that book i'm always searching for new ways to remind myself of this right it's a constant practice yeah, yeah, Enlightenment sometimes, sometimes it's a tip flip of the switch for some people. How, how, I,
0: I don't think so. I think it's a spiral <laughs> for everyone, you know. I, I it's, it's not even a straight line.
1: what even the Dalai Lama, I he has to practice it too.
0: It you have to because it's it's yeah, it's not no matter what. As much, I mean, at least okay, for me, every time I'm like, oh, here it is forever. <laughs> It's like a week later. I'm like, fuck, I'm like mad in traffic. What happened? Um, you know, and it's like, yeah. It's just I don't believe any.
1: There's I no mean, check. There's not like but, a, you don't check the list and you don't check yeah. it. Out and you're like, oh, now I'm enlightened. I, yeah. I I agree with you, Bonnie. And that is comforting to hear you say that. It must it must be on some level like that for everyone. Yeah, but I mean, be in these bodies still.
0: Yeah, but sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, no, no, you were, I,
1: you were talking about a book. I, I got a book. Yes, okay, I got the, the latest <laughs> oh. one. The latest one I'm yeah. enjoying is "Don't Believe Everything You Think," and oh, it's cool. it's really thin, and it's by a guy named Joseph Nguyen, and he, you know, I've re- I I feel like I've read them all: Power of <laughs> Now, New Earth, Death and Dying, so many. Yeah, and I, and I I'm hungry for more. But he really focuses on our habit of thinking. Yeah. And and that just thinking when we have a feeling, the reason we have that feeling is because it came from a thought. And our thoughts are constantly happening. They're constantly happening until we get into a meditative state and can really isolate them and attempt to stop them. But even when you're attempting to stop them, they're still going to plunk in there. Oh, yeah. So his his whole premise is when you're having a feeling, a negative feeling usually, um, to stop and say, okay, this must be because I'm thinking about something and trying to find what was the thought that was the seed for this feeling. And then you can practice and create a habit around, Oh, this is just from a, a a random thought that maybe it's habitual maybe it plunked in there but this is not real what's real yeah is peace that's yeah. the real reality that's the self and it's been great he's yeah. got exercises in there you know it's that's a so work cool. progress
0: can can i ask you a couple questions please is, are, are you from the east coast yes uh, where are you from?
1: i no. a oh, please. I'm from Catonsville, Maryland. It's just outside okay. of Baltimore. Are okay. you from East Coast?
0: No, no, no. Oh, okay. But I could tell. Not, not in a just <laughs> yeah, like, no no. A, no, no, very slight. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm a singer, so I can tell uh, people's voices stuff. <laughs> That's um,
1: impressive. That's impressive. I mean,
0: the East Coast is pretty big. I, I wouldn't have guessed Maryland, but I could tell. Uh,
1: m- north, Northeast-ish.
0: Yeah, I was going to guess. Well, because if you did guess, then it's like you're that's a can of worms right there. But I was going (laughs) to guess Massachusetts. Sorry.
1: Most Um, people think I'm from Massachusetts because it's Baltimore, Maryland, Boston, Massachusetts. But I also lived in New York City for a couple of years, too. So I'm in the eastern seaboard.
0: Okay. yeah, thank you. And I, I this is like, I guess, a super sensitive question and feel free to say get out of here or whatever you would say but uh do you what what age were you when your father passed?
1: I was fifteen years oh, old. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, that's a great question.
0: Uh well I guess that um if you don't mind I just feel like something um that I I just wonder it's like it there's probably a huge identity that gets attached to you when something happens at that age. Do you mind talking about that?
1: I would love to talk about that. I appreciate you asking that question. And whenever I've met people who've lost a parent, as I've grown older, uh, what I say often is like, no, you're never ready for it. You're never ready for it. You're not ready for it at 15. You're not ready for it at 65, You, you know, but you're right to ask that question because I was 15 and my sister was 12. And even just the, the difference between 15 and 12 was significant. Yeah. And you're absolutely right to wonder about how that affects identity because it was my freshman year in high school. And when your peers in such a formative ego centered time, know this about you, it changes things and changes things. And I think that <clears throat> for better or worse, I knew that I was very conscious of that. And I wanted to prove to everyone really? that it was not going to ruin me.
2: And it was not
1: gonna be, uh, oh, I, I appreciate that. But I, in some ways it made me feel like, and now I prove my strength. And I didn't expect this to happen at 15 to have to prove my strength. But, um, you know, of course, after many successful, wonderful experiences with therapy and still working with people, um, I've had really wonderful experiences of honoring the way that it all went out, uh, the Mm -hmm. way that it all happened, and also allowing myself to – process from that sort of young person perspective of what happened. But it was a ride. It was a ride.
0: I mean, it's such a delicate age for anything. So (laughs) it's just like right when you're trying to figure out, and most people absolutely wrongly what your identity is. So it's like almost everyone is making a pretty dumb choice. Um, but to have that layer on top of it, um, where you ha- go back in your mind and think poorly, you know, judge your choice. Although everyone's making dumb choices, I just hope you don't judge your choice <laughs> any pre- more harshly than anyone else.
1: And I and I feel fortunate to to not judge myself. Okay, I, I yay. do I feel I feel fortunate. I okay, good. That. I know I feel very like and. I I don't, I don't judge myself for the choices I made then. And I still have struggled my whole life with judging myself for other things. And I'm sure that that's been an offshoot or certainly interwoven with that event, as well as just how my childhood was even when my father was alive. But something that I am working on now at 41 is really embodying this sense that I cannot please everyone. I cannot be everyone's friend because that was something that I think I used as a tool to get through those times was like, I'm just gonna be the friendliest person and everyone's gonna have a great time when they're with me. And that's you no, know, there's no hard feelings here. Who cares? about that? I, I'm laughing because that's so ridiculous. No, it's the, no, fun. It's the fun it, makes,
0: it makes, yeah, it makes sense too, for that response. And also another thing is that like, I, I notice when you're in um when one is in a trauma state, uh, any type, especially that response, like, You don't want to be around uncomfortable people. So if you can do anything to make people around you feel good, you're going to do it. And it's not people pleasing in the way people think. It's just like, I don't want to be around discomfort. So I'm going
1: to fix you because it's easier for me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That is blowing my mind. You know? (laughs) so true. Yeah, it's not. This is for me. This is selfish thing. Everyone, stop being weird.
0: Yeah, no, it isn't, it isn't, yeah, I don't see it, like, when people say that about me, I'm like, I'm not doing this, like, rolling over, I'm doing it cause, so I can be comfy, it's like going in a room and, like, you know, tucking in the bed and, like, folding all the stuff, and yes! then you're like, okay, I'm ready, like, it's not like a laying back and just, or, yeah, like, I just want, you know what I mean? I, Thank you. Just, I
1: do. You are it's putting it powerful. Course. It is powerful. <laughs> I appreciate that. That is actually a paradigm shift for me right now. Do yeah. you hear? It's kind of taking the don't mistake my kindness for weakness, but explaining it A little more nuanced. I love that, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, really, really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, because you were you. Everyone's doing the best they can, and walk. Yeah, having people around you like treating you weird is awkward, and it feels way better to have them be like, "Ah, I'm having a great time right now." Like, and it doesn't, you know. But
1: totally, Totally. yeah, yes, um, yes. All of that. All of that is is absolutely where I was coming from and still come from. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like, it really worked. And not, not just like for surviving, but in many layers thriving. And the, 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 the thing that I have to be careful about with that is uh, not letting it slip into people pleasing. And I am, I am getting better. I am getting
2: better at that. <laughs>
1: But I yes. do also think that the powerful part about experiencing that at 15 is that it forced me into non attachment very early on. I have never given a crap about, like, oh, uh, my favorite sweater shrunk in the dryer. Like, I cook hair less. <laughs> yeah. I it with things, material things. I have, I have no attachment to those things. I still am attached to relationships. Uh, I suspect I will my whole life, but that was a powerful experience and effect that I have carried with me. And then when the fire happened and I lost everything, it was kind of like, I've never really cared about things. So I actually don't care that I lost everything. Because yeah. what's still here are the people. So great.
0: Yeah. Do you mind? Um, I guess. Yeah. Do you mind talking about that a little bit? Uh,
1: totally. Totally. I know you
0: did a little bit, but I'm just curious. Yeah, no, like
1: it was. I mean, it was surreal to watch the fire trucks come and you know blast the fire out and all that kind of stuff. We we had tried to, to kind of mitigate it ourselves the person who I was with at the time, we ran next door, they threw their hoses over the fence and the my friend punched through the window and with garden hoses, we sprayed the wall of fire in the basement. Wow. the firefighters later said, we were like, we don't know how that occurred. Like it was a thousand degrees in there when we got in there. Oh but so go back in there a few days later and see just everything charred and nothing left.
0: Yeah.
1: Was um you know it's anytime you think about like a wasteland or like war or visions of hell or just like nothingness. Yeah. Like it was just kind of looking at that and smelling the remains sort of like the chemically embers and then just knowing and knowing that it was a mistake but you were still i was still the reason it occurred
0: oh and was, did, um, sorry did you find that out like quickly or was that like a slow
1: oh activity? yeah i realized that right away, right away. oh no, it was I'm like sorry. oh, i just lit a candle and incense and now there's a blazing fire in my room oh this was why i did that and this is the the, the empowering part huh. Yeah. Like that the empowering part is I'm I'm not afraid to face mistakes that I've made. I'm not afraid to face because I was forced to face it. And the way I walk through the world is my intention. My intentions are pretty much just always good. Like I'm always my intention is always love peace, kindness, and I'm a human being and I make mistakes. And yeah. one time I made this mistake and I almost yeah. burned an entire house down. Yeah. And you know what? You Maybe you've made a mistake and there oh, was a severe boy,
0: have I? <laughs> you <laughs>
1: know, all, all human beings. So I feel yeah. empowered to be able to empathize with yeah. struggling with a the mistake they made and the guilt that they maybe have.
0: Yeah. Well, can I ask you, um, and also the – episode that's coming out just before or the one that will have been out a week prior to this is, um, is yeah, my best friend pickle. She, um, went to, she did EMDR therapy. Do you know oh, about yes. that? is and that the stuff? Yeah. It's, it's like, um, oh. it's basically the light that goes back and forth. Um, yes. and that was like high that like super helped her. Is there, you know, anything you, uh, like on your journey that's really helped you that you want to share
1: you know what that's such a fabulous question I have had really wonderful experiences with just your classic talk therapy but I've also done um hypnosis no way yes sorry.
0: way. <laughs> no, I'm sorry but with
1: someone oh don't it was uh-huh. so amazing with um Marilyn Buchanan I don't know if she still practices okay
0: but but you're gonna still have to tell us all about it oh yeah (laughs) it was
1: amazing she yeah there i was in a a recliner of course and she did this technique where i just talked to her about the things that i wanted to change in my life and the things that caused me uh, obstacles on the way to that and she's writing 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 for like an hour yeah then it becomes this part where i would be tapping on these acupressure points on my face yeah and she would she cultivated affirmations that were tailored to my experience Ooh, la, so la. Like, uh-huh. I, I i have n- i do not owe anything to the person whose house i accidentally did that to that that was not my fault you know yeah. and, and there's like these so it's certain- like
0: tapping
1: the tapping and there's like yeah.
2: tapping points yeah. And
1: then what her suggestion was, and I did do this, was for the next couple weeks, do these things, do these things. And she wrote down the affirmations. And yeah. the idea being that there's there are these spots in our bodies that can help release. And I thought that was just so cool. I yeah. enjoyed it. I experienced the healing powers of it. And yeah. I, I, I mean, I recommend it
0: yeah no i'm just thank you i yeah i feel like last yeah like this uh, um emdr is something that i uh uh have what,
1: what? I, i'm curious about it are you gonna, gonna try oh, it Oh
0: yeah well yeah you should listen to the one I'll, I'll send it to you when it comes out um but it like there's something different for everyone but emdr uh completely helped uh pickle and a bunch of people and i i hear it all the time the only problem i have with it is that my um personal situation i have like cptsd like it's a lot of them so i can't i've um like i'm a i'm a robot in a lot of ways where i just uh i can't i just don't have like um i think it's more effective for someone that has specific situations that they can really focus on and talk about and just be like these these are the things that happened to me on these specific occasions, and right. that sort of thing. I think it's more effective for that for me. Um, yeah, it's just I also because of touring, I would trout trial- You're signing. What I was is-
1: remembering CPTSD. I was like, like trying to remember to look that up later. I'm
0: oh, sure- I can send it to you. It's just like, uh, yeah, it's it's like you have PTSD is usually. I don't know if it's complex or whatever, is, insta- uh, but it's just um, – or compound or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just – it's not, like, from an event. It's from, like, a cumulative effective event. But so you sign to your
1: kids? I do. I do. I do That's sign. Cool. Do you sign? Yeah. I, I bet do you sign. Do. You you do? No. Or oh oh I, I I'm trying uh, to copy you. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, dated a, a deaf person in college and oh, cool. um, he taught me how to get by. Okay. And so like I was really involved in um, deaf culture in college and that's so how cool. beautiful ASL is. But I wanted to ask you what you were, I interrupted you. You were talking about when you're on tour.
0: Oh, so we were just on tour the entire year and I felt I didn't feel safe like opening up this can of worms um and then going back out for a month on and we were on the road every other month and I just didn't feel safe doing it. Now that I've spoken to someone who's done it, she's like, do it <laughs> like just do it. do it um but I've spoken to um, a lot of other people that have said that um, hypnosis, is is the name of the game um and yeah and on the show i've had on a lot of different healers and different kinds of people um but uh yeah i feel like it's You know, I think a lot of people think of it as being like, "Oh, this is expensive. I don't want to use my money on this." And it's like you're using just as much money on not that. Oh, one hundred. You know, like you not getting help. You're trust me. You're you're
1: spending money. Yeah, like it's with that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But it's I think.
1: um, So true. Yeah,
0: it's just whatever it is. It's just you know you try a bunch of different things. But I think if you yeah whatever you're seeking, I think. Uh, EMDR seems like it's really good to clear out specific traumatic
1: events if they're yeah.
0: still physically in Stuffed. the body. And yeah, they, yeah,
1: that yeah. is that is um. And now that you're saying it, I'm remembering that a, one of my dear friends uh, is a survivor of sexual abuse, and mm. she did that therapy and found it very effective.
0: Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot. Yeah, such a beautiful menu now
1: yeah that's a great way oh, to put it healing opportunities and my attitude is always just like what do you have to lose exactly 200 bucks or oh, whatever it might be yeah. and like a lot of these places do sliding scale so yeah. like you don't have you don't have anything to lose from asking and trying yeah i really believe that and then you're yeah. gonna again the including the the talk therapist that i love and adore I went through three different people, told them the things that I wanted to work on, and I picked the one that I wanted out of those three. You don't have to settle for your healing journey. No one should.
0: That's
1: really good. No one should. No one should. We all have to heal from stuff, it's part of existence.
0: Yeah. It's tough
1: out there. It's hard being human, folks. Yeah, it Good is. Good job being a Yeah,
0: you too. Congratulations. Maybe yeah, we made I, it. Uh, yeah, I feel like I do talk therapy, and it's like a lot of people are like don't want to do it for some reason. And I'm like, I think you should. Like it's just no one – everyone deserves it.
1: <laughs> like, everyone deserves it. And uh, the way I put it is you're talking to somebody – who is always on your team, yeah, and who is unattached and unaffiliated with the players in your play? Yeah, they're not, they're not in the stage show. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're they're like picture your life as a stage show, and then you go home, and there's somebody waiting for you at home who didn't even watch the play. Yeah, yeah. To hear about it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's really comforting. <laughs> like, so That's I awesome. get to tell you. What yes. it was like, and you didn't even see it. Yeah. So if you can really hear what it was like for me.
2: Yeah.
1: What a joy. What a gift. Let's do this.
0: Yeah. And they only care what your perspective is. They're not like, well, how did she feel about that?
1: It's mm-hmm. like- You're never going to hear that. You're <laughs> yeah. never going to hear that. There's never going <laughs> to be choosing sides. Yeah. They're on Yeah.
0: Honest. That's awesome. I- There's one person in particular that is, uh, not accepting therapy but i think that's a good i'm like gonna tell them they didn't even watch the play they just want to hear what you think about it what you
1: think about the play they don't even care you don't care you're on your side that's amazing that's good i hope that would help because i do think that uh participating in talk therapy with a, a very with a good person for you um is just a really nice foundation yeah or all these other beautiful things that exist. Yeah. I mean, I so our next record, yeah. out, May 11th, it was a result of me just taking a big old mushroom trip by myself and yeah. park. it was like, it was time. I do yep. it was like once every mega season of life. I'm talking like, I think it had been a decade and oh. it was just like, the mushrooms were calling and they were just like, you doing all this talk therapy. Good job, Julia, keep it up. Yeah, Just, yeah. I even talked about it with my therapist. I was yeah. like, by the way, I'm gonna do a psychedelic trip. I yes. usually have a guide, but I think I'm ready to do it all by myself. Yeah. She was like, go for it. Yay. Like super supportive. Like that's, that's the awesome. other thing, like talk therapy and other things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Like go, go out there and do what feels right and yes. not right to me. And it, in the, in the trip, I'm bawling my eyes out of joy, writing God knows what in a journal, look back the next day. And it says, stick with music. <laughs> Keep it up. Keep going. Yes. I was looking at, it, I was like, Oh, I that's guess that's the universe wanted to tell me. Yeah, so
0: That's awesome.
1: It was a great tool. It yeah. was, a, it was, a, um,
0: you know, I'm medicine. I'm happy to hear that you have that uh language. Uh it's it's definitely uh definitely plant medicine saved me uh from many things. It's 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 real. It and you get the message every time. Whatever the message, the message is. Message. Absolutely. It, does, it doesn't go unspoken. Um, it's never subtle. No. Mm-mm. And it's <laughs> just the right amount you need. Yes, I have my poodle just tripped on like a toy. <laughs> it's a little door. come here! I know you're a poodle. I mean, it's it. I'd call it a poodle. It's uh, it's like partly a poodle, but Uh-oh. I think it's good to call all dogs poodle. <laughs> hold, hold on, one second. Okay, okay, all let's
2: right.
0: see. Come here. Come on, oh, okay, she ran away. Uh, <laughs> I think it's actually. I might have to address this. Yeah, I know, but
1: I think my poodle is also calling me.
0: Your parrot? That's my little parrot. Oh well she is there any little. that's so like six inches or five inches?
1: She is more like eight to ten inches.
0: Oh wow, okay. I was just trying to judge based on
1: the budgies are this big. She's about this oh, big.
0: Well, is she green? She is. <gasps> yeah. That's so cool. Oh, my God. I've never had a green animal, I don't think. Um, But, yeah, is there any last messages or any – like your record's coming out in May? Is there – do you have any shows or anything else coming out?
1: I would love to say that we do have a record coming out, and on May 11th, it's called Aquamarine, and we're gonna have. No Aquamarine. way! That's yes, so cool. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Yeah, That's Dad's birthstone was Aquamarine, and it, we just like. Oh the wow! Psychedelic deep sea coloring. So we're going to have a release show at the tractor tavern with crit oh, opening okay. and um, all-star opera is going to support. So it's going to be a really fun night and amazing. we'll have the tour supporting it over the rest of the year. So that's all. And my favorite animal is a moose.
0: <gasps> no kidding. <Not> kidding. <laughs> that's amazing. Has that always been your favorite animal? Pretty much. Wow.
2: What about
0: Congratulations. You? That's, <laughs> Thank uh, you. That's really, that's, that's uh. They're much powerful. Powerful.
1: Fantastic. Yes. Powerful
0: fave. I mean, mine's a dog. I love dogs. Oh. They're my favorite animal. Uh I it's, don't know. It's not even a choice. It's just every time I see it, I'm just like, oh my God, there's a dog. Like,
1: <laughs> stop what you're
0: doing. <laughs>
1: but uh, not surprise me about you, Bonnie. You are such a kind person and open. Oh, and thank such you. a I'm just delighted to be. In your presence.
0: Yeah, I'm so honored to meet you. Um, and uh, I can't believe you're godmom. That is like, I know everything I need to know from that. But I can't wait to meet you um, in person. And, and I don't even
1: know if you have a show coming up locally soon. I
0: don't think so.
1: Okay, I'll just keep my ear to the ground about that. Yeah,
0: I'll let you know. And Jake will know too. And Eva will know too. Although uh, I'm going to not bug her <laughs> for a couple days yeah yeah <laughs> do you know what the uh the date is
1: march 4th
0: oh right of course that's the day before my my dad's birthday Oh. Um, <gasps> and uh and a couple days before my nephew theo's birthday oh, so is, I that I about
1: the Pisces? is that what yeah
0: but oh. they're having a girl right
1: they are that's okay. right interesting Little girl Hendrix.
0: Hendrix is such a good name. But they won. Guess who oh, yeah. won? They did. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for coming here and I will see you soon. Okay? That
1: sounds great. Thanks, okay. bye, Bye-bye. <laughs>